Thank you for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Matt Dixon. Matt is a hypnotist, yoga teacher, and subconscious coach. Hello, Matt, and thank you so much for being here. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. So, okay, let's just jump right in because I know that you switch careers. So can you tell us what you were doing before you were doing, well, before you became a yoga teacher and hypnotist and subconscious yeah. coach? <laughs> I was, um, I was a, a personal trainer. I was a personal trainer for um, hmm, about 17 years, I guess. Uh, it was um, started probably late 07 until just uh, March of this year. And um, so I'm not so good at uh, calendar math, but I think that's, I think that's about 17 years. And um, I became a yoga teacher in 2017. And um, uh, I did that to, to, to enhance my, my personal training. And I found that uh, yoga was, transformational there's there's eight limbs to it and the physical part is just one of them you know mm -hmm. um and it was helping me with you know with my clients not only with them physically but you know emotionally and um and i got into hypnosis in 2019 and i began to notice that um i was able to make deeper changes with my with my personal training clients um through uh hypnosis that i would kind of weave in throughout you know the session and and i became so interested in it i just decided to make that switch because i always consider myself someone who is um helping to trans help people transform because i i rarely got the type of client who wanted to who had a very specific uh physical goal it was always it was always kind of ambiguous it was it was it mostly came down to confidence and stress was okay. why they hired me as their trainer. And they just, they thought if they looked better, they would feel better. And with hypnosis, I, I can get right to it. Okay. So like, can you give us an example of that? Cause that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed that there, there was no correlation between um, body composition and um and i guess um and in self-esteem or um what what people thought they were seeking mm -hmm. so like i would have um you know clients would would uh you know the really really fit people um and it was mostly mostly mommies you know and they would they would just pinch like the the tiniest little something on their body and they would just say yeah I could just get rid of this, you know, then I would, you know, fill in the blank. It was, it, it, and I would think like, gosh, you know, what, what what's it going to take? You know, the, the, because the, the fit, fit people with, with not six packs, but maybe four packs, <laughs> you know, clean, you know, uh, strong, 
you know, um, um, people were, were telling me that they had to, you know, and so, okay. So the, uh, how did that help? Hypnosis gave me a, a chance to question their, um, what they're telling me in in a way that was persuasive. So instead of, um, like if, if they were, Here's a here's a perfect example. I had a client who lost like 30 pounds and her knees were um no longer hurting her. She could move in, in you know ways that she never could move before. Um she was in her uh late 50s, early 60s. And um and then right there on a dime, her state kind of changed after we had a great weigh-in. Um and she was proud of her way in, but then right away she said, but when am I going to start losing weight? And, uh, and I said, well, you're, you did lose weight. So this particular way in, she'd only lost like one pound, but the total had been 30 pounds. But, you know, there was, um, uh, there's a difference in the body composition, you know, the, the measurements and then, you know, her moving and she was stronger and all those things that, that aren't as quantifiable. Right. And uh, yeah. And and she said, I, I just should be losing more weight. And I said, well, okay, for what do you mean? And she said, well, I, I, I weigh 185. That's too much. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, too much. But she for forgot. What? She forgot the 30 pounds that she lost. Exactly. Well, that let's say that she released because every time you lose something, you want to pick it, you want to find it. Right. So (laughs) she forgot about all the ones before that particular way in. Exactly. Exactly. And it was um, some sort of hypnotic questioning that allowed me to get her to kind of release that hold. Um, And she said, uh, I want to weigh less than 185. And I said, for, for what purpose? Not why, but for what purpose? Mm-hmm. Because why will take you into story. She said, well, because I I need to weigh less. For what purpose? Um, I want to be smaller. And I just kept saying, for what purpose? And she said, in my uh I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest one in pictures with my girlfriends. Yeah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Oh, do you want to? weigh less than 185 so that you can take up less space than your girlfriend's. And uh, this is the, this is the hypnotic part. And she digested that question. And then she kind of went, stared off in space. And like in hypnosis, that's where a person kind of goes into trance. So -hmm. that's actually trance. So when she did that, I said, yeah, like agreeing with, that does sound a little odd, you know? Um, and she, then I could, she just kind of deflated in a good way, like a relief, like, ah, she said, yeah, thank you. And so that, that's one way. And then, a, and a, another way is, is it, it's, hypnosis is basically persuasion. You know, there's, there's lots of, so the, Get, getting uh, clients to um, uh, bring their form in, you know, they, they, if I want them to move slow, they want to move fast. And, you know, the, um, 
I'll use certain, you know, language, I would use certain language patterns to get them to slow their technique down. So are you having them in chants or is this kind of like a cross between hypnosis really and NLP? Yeah, it, it, as far as, and I'm an NLP practitioner as well, as far as I'm concerned, hypnosis and NLP are the same thing. Hypnosis, it's all hypnosis. It's talking to subconscious mind and, uh, and trance can be very, it can be very deep. It can be very light. Um, we're always in trance. Uh, we're, we're in trance when we're driving. We're in trance when we're reading a good book. We're in trance when we're in conversation with somebody where, you know, if you're in a conversation with somebody like at a, at a coffee shop or something, and it's, you're just hanging on their every word. And then the, the rest of the, you know, the, the environment kind of goes into like kind of a white noise, you know, and, and, it's just the two of you. You don't notice anything and you, time gets away from you. That's that's trance. That's a little bit deeper than, you know, um, someone just kind of staring off in the space. So if, um, if, 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 I, if I would have a client moving fast and I want them to move slow, you know, they're kind of in a, in a trance of like, I, I got to work hard, work hard, going slow and a different, you know, type of, you know, application of tension is working hard and that's what i was trying to get them to do so knowing if so this particular person like her goal was to uh was to tone her legs you know and so you know as, as she was moving slow i'd say i'd say yeah the and and that's what tones your legs when you're moving slow just like just like that you're yeah just like that and then right away she just she started slowing her <laughs> slowing her technique down Okay, as opposed so- to, as opposed, I'm sorry, as opposed to me saying, slow down, slow, no, slower, you're right, moving right. too fast. You know, that's what, a tip, and that's not effective. Right. Well, I find having had a personal trainer that there are a lot of things that are effective and a lot of things that are not effective for different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because for some people, they like the boot camp yelling and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And for other people, they need encouragement because yelling yes. just doesn't fit. No. You know, because a lot of people shut down and when they get yelled at versus encouragement. So that's right. That's right. And and that can activate a lot of people by yelling at them. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I guess so you're not actually because there are different ways that people assist people to go into hypnosis, right? And Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're using more words than other types of technique to actually get people to move into their subconscious mind more. So Mm -hmm. just from that standpoint, can you tell us what hypnotic storytelling is? Yeah. um, The the single most persuasive... um, modality uh change making modality of storytelling um because that's how our subconscious mind works our subconscious mind works in metaphor and um and not necessarily logic or really some would say not logic at all and so hypnotic storytelling is um there's two approaches so one approach is you can have a very specific story that has a very specific lesson or a very specific message. And you can tell that story 
and um and you know hope that they get the the message like a um like a aesop fable um and then another approach is the standpoint of like in like a hypnosis session you can just start talking about something with the intention of that to uh make its point or the intention of it to heal and then the 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 person's subconscious mind will take from it what they need to take from it so yeah, i was gonna uh, say i i need some more <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, it's, 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 it's coming so i had a um i had a uh one client who wanted wanted me to help she wanted to up her golf game and w- which was interesting because you know i and the thing with hypnosis is um sophia is you don't have to know anything about the 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 issue at hand i don't know anything about golf mm-hmm. um, and it, it it frankly it doesn't really interest me um but she said she wanted to she wanted to up her golf game and so you know i was you know for what purpose you know and then the the long and short of it it was is it was just she just thought she should be golfing better there was really no other reason she was people were asking her to play it wasn't getting in her her way she wasn't holding anybody up she was a good golfer she just thought she should that word should golf better so i thought okay this is I'll use some NLP techniques. I'll teach some anchoring and, you know, and, and some breathing, you know, with yoga and things like that. Um, but before I started uh, doing that, I talked about um, the difference between eating, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich that, you know, was made in a cast iron pan as opposed to like a, like a, like a high tech lightweight nonstick pan. And I told that to make a certain make a certain point it wasn't my intention for that to be the thing that would that would you know do the healing but my intention was was pure in the moment and as i was telling her the that story um i could see it in her face she she just kind of like oh it had that that sort of look on it's like oh oh okay and kind of nodding her head and you know like yeah Oh, you know, and I thought, oh, wow, she's something's landing here. And then um, after that, I, I gave her the the strategies of, you know, the of the breathing and the anchoring when the anchoring meaning, you know, you anchor a state to um, to a certain uh, movement or stimulus. So for I anchored a state of um, of confidence to uh, putting the, the ball down on the tee. But as I was doing, as I was doing that, you know, I, I knew from my experience as a personal trainer, that wasn't landing, you know, it was just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 She's kind of nodding like, got it, got it, got it. Thank you. And, um, I thought, boy, I don't know if that, I don't know if, it, I don't know if that worked. And then I got a text later. It said, said, this is the best game I ever golfed in 27 years. And so the, the does that answer your question or do you want me to, well, <laughs> Okay, not really, because we're speaking, my audience may not really know anything about hypnosis, and you're talking about hypnotic storytelling. And so it's not really, at least for me, it's not completely gelling, Mm -hmm. if I'm not really understanding. So 
if I could sum it up, it sounds like you're the person's not necessarily in a hypnotic state, but you are telling them a story mm-hmm. using language that you've learned in NLP. So they're not in a state that people typically think of, oh, I'm, you know, going to go get hypnotized or something. They're not typically in that state, but you're telling a story using language that is bypassing the logical mind because you're talking a lot in metaphors. And then when you talk about anchoring, which is an NLP technique, not something that people generally use if they're hypnotherapists, his, they are different, <laughs> um, then that's how you're getting people to improve. Is that a correct summary? Yeah. And, and many times, uh, many, many um, hypnotists uh, do anchor, they anchor words, you know, when they're, when they're talking with like a light touch or, or something like that, 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 that becomes an anchor. Um, But in a hypnotic storytelling, if you, if you think about like, have you ever been just, you know, if your grand has a grandparent ever told, or a parent ever told you a story that just made you go, Ooh, you, you were just so into it and you just hung on every word and, and that's, that's trance. And then that story that you're, you know, you heard when you were uh, uh, a kid, the, the, whatever the lesson is stuck with you until you're in your, your, your forties or fifties. Yeah. So kind of like yeah. um, a parable or something like when yeah, people talk exactly. about, um, the person who had the, okay, if I can remember this one, there was a man who he would always walk and apparently to go get water and his, his, the container that he used to get water in had a, had a hole in it, mm-hmm. but on um, everybody would think, oh my gosh, this container has this hole and that's a horrible thing because he's wasting water. But every day when he'd walk back, the flowers on that side of the road were beautiful because he was actually watering them as he passed. So kind of the parable to tell you that sometimes when you think things are, aren't great, you don't actually see the good side of it. So it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. (laughs) And and the, the, this might help really quick. So the, there, I knew that I the one thing I know about golf is that um, one of the key things when you already know what you're doing is to is to be calm and and to not to be in the moment, to not care, to be you know playful, you know, to not attach to your score, right? Mm-hmm. Keep your head cool. And the the story involved like if you make a grilled cheese in a in a cast iron pan it took a lot of time it tastes different because of that beautiful crust it makes you know it has the energy of like who knows generations maybe depending on how old the the pan is and soaking up all those wonderful things and it just tastes better for some reason so you wouldn't stand over the sink and gobble that sandwich up you'd want to savor it you know and um sometimes you know the you have a, a really expensive high-tech skillet, you know, you can melt the cheese directly in the skillet. I I bought a whole set of skillets because I saw that in a demonstration. <laughs> put the cheese on the on the in the pan and swirl it like olive oil. I saw the guy do this and pour hmm. it on toast and then boom, made a sandwich in like a minute. 
and a half. And I was just like, shut up and take my money. You, get, <laughs> you take that. Yeah, you take that. That's right. You take that sandwich and you made it in the minute. You, you could eat that one over the over the sink. Just gobble it up because you're in a hurry. And sometimes you're in a hurry and you eat fast and that's okay. You got places to go. You're a grown up. You can choose whether you want to savor it or or not. And that was essentially wanted her to not care. <laughs> and as a result of that, that's that's what happened. And so does that make more sense? Yeah, because it's almost like you were having her practice non-attachment. Exactly. By, that's by a, using that's the a, story. That's the main thing in the ethical practice of yoga, where as if I had said, look, here's all you got to do is just don't care about it. That doesn't work, you know? Right. Yeah. Because so, everybody's going to care about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So one of the things that you had mentioned, not right now, but before, mm-hmm. um, is that uh, you help people make friends with their subconscious mind. Yeah. So how do you do that? So the operating with the model that the subconscious mind rub runs everything. And this is this is one of my favorite metaphors for it. Uh, I learned it from Freddie Jacqueline, who's a, 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 a well-known hypnotist. But the, the subconscious, if you think of a boat, a captain, crew, and the ship, the captain is the conscious mind, the, sh- uh, the crew is the, the subconscious mind, and the ship is the, um, is the body. And the crew runs everything. So the, sub- the crew is what, is what keeps us, uh, has our, you know, makes our lungs work, our heartbeat, you know, blood flow keeps us from stabbing our face when we eat with a fork and, and, you know, things like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's just everything that we do unconsciously. And then the conscious mind, the captain charts the course and makes the executive decisions. Um, so the subconscious mind um, will, will do what, <clears throat> when the two aren't in rapport, that's when things go awry. And so the subconscious mind will, will do what it thinks the conscious mind wants. And, um, so if you think of the, the, the best example of that is a grown up who might wet their bed because they, they had abuse in their past when they were a child mm-hmm. and, um, and there's no reason, there's no reason logically to keep doing that as a grown up because they're, they're safe. Um, but it keeps happening. And so the, the conversation with the subconscious mind is to let it know, you know, to not, you know, that, that everything is fine. We're, we're safe now. You don't have to do that. Um, so to make friends with the subconscious mind is to every time that, that, that's, that something happens that is, you get a good idea. Um, you get somewhere, if you're a person who is usually late, you get somewhere on time, you make a good decision. Um, you, you say to your crew, good job guys. Yeah, that's it. And you encourage, you encourage your subconscious mind. So that brings, that brings you into rapport so that when you have to have the hard conversations, like, you know, the darker stuff, like wetting the bed as an adult, it's, 
it makes more sense. You can kind of do it without judgment. So that every single time you think of this, the captain and crew model is, is, uh, is, is one, but uh, one client I have is a coach and players. She's a basketball player and the conscious mind is a coach and the, the team is the subconscious mind. And so every time there's the, you know, she gets something that she likes, she celebrates everything. It's like, good job team. That's it, girls. Way to go. And does that make sense? So, so it sounds it, it sounds almost like, oh, I guess for lack of a better term right now for what's in my head, is training a dog, right? So <laughs> every time the dog does something great, good boy, good girl, or you give it a treat or something. So that's kind of how you're treating your subconscious mind. Every time something goes well, it's like, hey, great job. And then, you know. If you're training a puppy to go on the pad, every time it goes on the pad, it's like, oh my God, you did such a great job. So when it doesn't, then it's like, okay, let's, you know, let me pick you up, put you on the pad. And now, you know, we're going to reinforce this good behavior. So it sounds like you're saying when to make friends with the subconscious mind, it's almost like you're training it with positive reinforcement so that when things aren't going great, you can still use that same kind of language and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel judgmental. It's just a course correction. Is that kind of a, (laughs) and if you think of like, um, um, I was late everywhere I went and, uh, in, you know, for my, for my 6am appointments, you know, as a personal trainer, I would, uh, you know, many times I'd be one to one to three minutes late. Until I, I got hypnotized to be on time. But the key thing was, is I realized like when I was racing to get there on time, that there was excitement there. There was feedback into the subconscious mind. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm zipping through traffic. I'm speeding, you know, I'm trying to make lights. That's exciting. But when I would get there on time before the hypnosis, you know, rather than to feel good about that, you know, I would go into judgment with like, well, of course you got there on time. You're supposed to get there on time. That's not very exciting. That's not rewarding. So this, the subconscious mind likes excitement, just like everybody else. Right. You know, and, and mm-hmm. we'll, and, and, and if you want to use a basketball, you know, team analogy, you know, the, if the, if the, if the, if the team wins by 20 and the coach says, why don't we win by 30? You know, that's, that's not great. <laughs> Right. You know, and so the it it it, it 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 needs excitement and wants to be noticed. I think it, I think it's kind of the point, and you you, you kind of nailed it as well. Okay, so can you lead us through maybe a short hypnotic practice that's going to create some peace and mm-hmm. make friends with our subconscious mind? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's do it. Okay. So wherever you are, um, just get comfortable. And uh, I just, I, w- I want to recommend that if you're driving or uh, cutting vegetables, uh, don't do that. Well, while you, while you listen to this, <laughs> find, find a place where you're comfortable and uh, you or no one can get hurt. <laughs> okay. Now, 
whether you're seated or you're standing, begin to notice your environment and begin to notice the surface that supports you below your feet or on your body and begin to notice your breath. And as you begin to observe all these things, just allow them to be without judgment, without story, without expectation. Just notice what you're noticing and change nothing for now. And then when you're ready, you can go ahead and close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, now notice what you can see behind your eyelids, whether it's darkness, whether it's some sort of color or maybe even some sort of memory. Look into the middle of that until the periphery opens up. And it said when you exhale longer than you inhale, and that's the truth, that your body naturally calms. And many times you can count to make sure that you inhale uh, not as long as you exhale. Your body will just kind of figure it out. So as you're breathing, rest and know that your body will exhale longer than inhales and you can feel yourself become calm. And at the bottom of each breath, the bottom of each exhale, you feel the weight of gravity in the best way. And now as you feel the weight of gravity with each exhale and you notice what's being seen and not seen with your eyes closed and even if your eyes are open, and you feel the temperature of the room and the weight of the clothes on your body and the weight of your body on the surface that supports you and the weight of the surface that supports you on the surface that supports that. Down, down, deeper, deeper, deeper. Look for a sensation in your body. And then once you feel that sensation, wherever it is, say the sensation, I see you and I feel you. Because in the body, the body is the subconscious mind. And within that sensation, when I see you, I feel you, you can even say to yourself, I hear you. And as you say, I hear you, notice how the sensation changes. And even if it changes a little bit or a lot, that's still movement. And as you begin to notice the sensation of you can see and you can feel, and maybe you can hear, you can associate a color with it if you like. And whatever color that comes up, is the color that your subconscious mind is telling you. It's the first thing. And when you notice the color, just acknowledge it. And as you go through your breath, yeah, as you go through your breath and you feel a little bit heavier on each exhale, as you feel the weight of gravity in the best way, a grounding force. And you can say, I'm here now, we're here now. And let's get to know each other. Let's talk a little bit more. When you talk, I'll listen. Because I know that when I talk, you'll listen. And when you feel that feeling of acknowledgement, just say thank you. Say thank you to yourself. And now as you're feeling that feeling of acknowledgement, you're feeling the weight of your body on the surface that supports you and your breath as it comes in and nourishes your body, the feelings that you see, you hear, and you feel in your body feel wonderful that you've just made a friend and reacquainted with a friend that you may have not really had much of something to talk about with since you're a child. And as you acknowledge that, continue to breathe in, 
And when you're ready, when it feels good, you can softly open your eyes. And then once you open your eyes, you feel a certain way, you go ahead and give yourself a suggestion, any word or phrase that would hold meaning for you. Because right now you're in a very light trance and that is a good time to, to make an intention. That's a good time for a change to be made. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm feeling a little more peaceful as there's a lot of noise in the environment. It's usually really quiet. And of course, today it's not. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of interesting. This works, um, hypnosis works, whether it's, it doesn't have to be quiet. It can be any environment. Right. It's, it's just focused attention. Yeah. So I hope everybody is feeling a little more peaceful, like they've made a good friend and you actually anchored in like a really good suggestion for yourself. And yeah. You're I'm... good at vegetables now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and back to your regularly scheduled yeah. program. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Matt, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate this. And I hope everybody now has, you know, like I said, if you've got, if just went through that exercise, I hope everybody was able to make friends with their subconscious and you're feeling good. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me, Sophie. I appreciate it. It's fun. It's fun.